Welcome to the Tampa Series Podcast Network. This is a special edition of Conversations. I'm Ronaldo in studio with me is John, and we are joined by a very special guest. We're talking the fight game today, guys. We're talking Muay Thai, expert Muay Thai fighter, just returned from Thailand. I'm sure you all know him. You've heard him before. You've seen him before. Giovanni Johnson, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me, man. But more people, I mean, most people don't call you Giovanni, though. They don't call you Gio. They call you by your nickname. Mo Let the people fire. know what that Mo is. Fire. Where Where does that name come from? Because, uh, <laughs> you know, once Bohemians hear more fire, they think in reggae. We think in yeah. Capleton. Uh, um, that's where it came from, really. Um, <laughs> it was a trip down to Texas. It's a guy in there, Mo. Moan. Uh, devil. He's, who he is, is what he is, is the devil. Um, but uh, one day we went to practice. He's just like, you know what we should call you? Mofire. I was just like, what? But I'm not from. He's like, I know, I know. But I was like, yeah, it sticks. And ever since then, it's it's just stuck. Listen, any Bahamian knows once you go to the States, they pretty Jamaican, much consider all Jamaica. of us Jamaican anyway. Jamaican. Anybody from the Caribbean, all us Jamaican. That's from Jamaica? Yeah, that's that's all it is. Same so. thing in Thailand. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about that, though, because this was what? This was your second stint in Thailand, This was my right? second trip, yeah. yeah. The first time was six months. This time was six months again. Okay, so I just want to know about the living experience in Thailand, right? So people probably go into that with a conception of what they expect Thailand to be. What was the most surprising thing to you just living there on a day-to-day basis? The first time I went, it was just the general attitude of the people. You know, like, they are authentically happy. It's crazy. You walk down the road, everyone's hey, how you doing? Genuine smiles. I mean, like, their smiles reach their eyes, you know. It's they not fake the, Bahamian stuff. It, yeah, <laughs> like real talk. I ain't, I ain't trying to down us, but it ain't just, oh, well, we want your money. You know, it's that and they just seem to be happy people. But, like, on the second time around was the fact that these dudes remembered me. You know, they were like, hey, you're back. Why'd you leave? What was the time span between the two trips? E, about a year. Okay. Two thousand it was two thousand seventeen or two thousand eighteen. And then yeah, it's two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen trip, so So it's the and the the thing about it is like you mentioning how happy these people are and these are people that based on our standard of living don't have what we have. Yeah, they, they I wouldn't I wouldn't call them poor. The country's not poor. You know, it's poorly run, but they have resources of the wazoo. And when it comes to scenery, they got us beat. Our beat is 10 times better than everyone else in the world. We, we can't deny it, but what what they lack in, like, the clear water they make up in the mountains. Because every beach you go to, there's always mountains to look at. I mean, like, right there. So, But the cost of living there is, is well the relatively cost low. For us. For us. For us. Yeah. For us going over there, the cost of living is... It's thirty to one. One billion dollars equal to a thirty baht over there. So you getting plates of food? I mean, like plates of food yeah. for like two and three dollars. That's <laughs> and that's yeah. why I want to go to Thailand. <laughs> yeah. That John, that's not why you want to go to Thailand. <laughs> but anyway, that's a story for another time. Your favorite part about living in Thailand? Ah, uh, oh, not- away from the fight game. I mean, it's just the people, really. You know, it, it, it boils down to the people, to the atmosphere, the environment. Because, like I said, everywhere you go, it's just... I didn't have a negative day while I was over there. 
you know, I didn't bump into anyone who was trying to cause problems. Nowhere I went. Nowhere I went did I receive a bad attitude from anyone. So that was just, it was the entire time just positive atmosphere. You know what it is? You were around a whole lot of people that could fight. And people that can fight know they have to reserve it. That's what it is. You got to hold back on it because you can't just be letting go on everybody. I think that's about what it is. I mean, I, I know because at the gym, yeah, but out about and like the general, like mind you, a lot of people over there fight just to make, you know, some side money, whatnot. You love like taxi drivers, whatnot, even like moms who just run in a store on the side of the road, they'll ask her to come fight you. It's a part of the culture. It's, it's just what it is. But it's just, I think it's just the mentality, man. Like, everyone just has this really positive outlook on life. They know they have to get it done so they can get it done. Ain't no sense griping about it. That's, what was something about Thailand that you thought about or you expected going in and it turned out to be exactly like that? Everything. Whether whether it was food um, or let's see. anything. Facilities. Yeah. Let's see now. The food, I was expecting the food to be good, but it was a lot better than... I know I was expecting. Expect because you're looking at the price. Because you, I ain't talking cheap food. I'm talking good food at a low cost. It's inexpensive, you know. And then there was just the scenery, all the different temples, all the different um, landscapes and uh, landmarks they had. It was mind blowing because I'd never seen. I'd never been so immersed in such a different culture before. You know, they're highly, what is it, Buddhist. Mm -hmm. You know, so they'll have their parades. They'll have uh, Buddha Day, like, every two every two weeks. So they go to the temple, they pray. Um, being able to do that was dread. Um, for my last fight, I went to temple with one of the managers of the restaurant. She's like, oh, I'll go with you because I didn't want to go by myself. Right. <laughs> you know, when we prayed, it was a real, like, deep, you know, moment, you know, I'm sitting there praying. I'm like, yo, this is, this is nice. How long does that, that last for, though? Like, if The we... prayer, like, you get there because everything's in threes. It's three is like a lucky number over there, too. So get to the temple. Um, You bring your gifts, your donation, because they don't, they don't work, you know. So I brought, like, a whole case of water. And um, we get there. The monk's sitting there. And you take your shoes off because you can't come in the temple with your shoes on um they have it sectioned off so you have a statue of buddha you go say a prayer by you light your incense you know you say a prayer you bow three times you come over to the monk and then he says his prayer clearly i don't understand what he's saying right. it has to be translated to me but it's a reverent much. moment exactly you know it must be something good yeah <laughs> it has like, to be something like you, good. Just, you just you, assume, <laughs> you, you take your social cues yeah. from everyone else exactly. around this it, is special exactly and then you know that's it and then you go home i mean my, mind you i felt a lot lighter afterwards yeah like i said it was a really good moment for me i, I hadn't seriously prayed in freaking months <laughs> so it was just good to reconnect on a spiritual level like that again so. what what about the facilities there like i know here we lack facilities how are their facilities uh, like if you compare it but then you see the success that's coming out well from there. our facilities are definitely better you know, back, definitely more developed. Um, and But that's just on the island I was on, Kosamoy. Kosamoy is an island, so they don't have, you know, access to the resources like mainland, Bangkok, what have. 
Pine Cock is probably way more developed than we are. Yeah, we remember from the hangover. <laughs> but uh, in terms of facilities, they were doing a lot better on a lot less. You know, like dudes would literally have restaurants out of their house. Yeah. You know, they open the restaurant, they, they literally cook in out of their kitchen. It's almost like um, Kung Fu Panda, whatever it is, like yeah. in the house. Yeah, that's how yeah. it works. Noodles outside yeah. of the yeah, thing. It's exactly. Just- and then you have a whole lot of what I see that we incorporate now, like the the food food the mar- food trucks. The, not the food trucks, but it's like a night market down next to the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Street, Boom. street market stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So a whole lot of street vendor stuff, and I feel as though stuff like that would would carry over well here. Yeah. You know, everyone pretty much saying, you know what, I got to do this for myself. So let me see what I can do. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's talk about what influence you to go to thailand i know that's that's the mecca of muay thai so if you want to be proficient in the sport if you want to get to that next level that's where you go i mean in terms of uh what influenced me to go was just the name itself you know like you say and that's exactly how i put it to everyone's like thailand is the mecca of muay thai if you want to be proficient in it i mean like because the farther you get away from a martial art, the more watered down it becomes. You know, as soon as you start getting west, everything's more business mm. than it is art. You know, you have, like, belt systems. Oh, my black belt, Muay Thai. It's just like, it's not so much that you're a black belt. It's just that you, they know that you have to have something to strive towards in order to stay in this gym. But in Thailand, it's just, well, fight. <laughs> yeah. Train and fight. Train and fight. And I mean, like, fight. They, I, if I was, if I could have stayed healthy, I would have been fighting every two weeks. And that's for, insane. For like, six months. That, every two weeks, that does sound insane. It is. I can barely go to the gym like every day. And, <laughs> you, and that's like the health part of it. Like uh-huh. for someone to, to punch me in the face and kick me in my leg or whatever. But uh-uh. No, but seriously, when you think about combat sports, you don't think of it in terms of that frequency, no. right? But, but that's just something that's just a part I'm of the sure. culture there. They, that's how it is. From what I see, like, they are the most active combat fighters. I mean, the guy at the gym, uh, what's his name? Haas. His name is Haas. He was fighting almost every two weeks and winning. I was about to say, winning. I think if you fight more frequently, yeah. you kind of have to be winning, right? You know? No, because what was it? Do you get money if you lose? Yeah, it's a, okay. as a pro fighter, you get okay. paid regardless. Yeah, no, I'm just you wondering, know? like, it's just a different amount. Oh, no. That's oh, so it's like no. boxing, you sign yeah. a deal yeah. and... Pretty and much, that's you it. You get what you get. You yeah. get what you get. So the the only way to really make uh, real money, like you have to be on that bigger promotion, like up in Bangkok, up yeah. in Phuket, but I on so the they televised have, they shows. have different tours, I'm assuming? like uh, Or is it just one tour? With so from what I observe, it, it works like this. Like Thailand's huge. Yeah. You know, it's not as big as some of these other countries, but it's huge in comparison to Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. So, almost everywhere you go, it's littered with Muay Thai gyms. So, in Koh uh, Samui, the top gyms were uh, Yad Ute, where I trained that in my previous stint. You got um, Super Pro. That's where a lot of Alistair Overeem, those go when they come on the island. You got Pino. You got Jackie. You have, um, what's the next one? True eight, the one I was at, mm-hmm. um, and that's just five. Kosamoy is only a, f- a fraction bigger than Nassau, so you have 
more than 15 gyms and they're just competing now they have one two three stadiums on that island you have uh Samoa International you got Chiwang and you have uh Pets Poncho so right. this is the sport. Like this is like basketball and football in America. This is like Pretty baseball in the it. Dominican. Yeah. This is it. No, and that's just in Kosamoy. That's not the in the rest of the country. In, that's not yeah. the rest of the country. Because now all of these gyms they feed into the larger promotions because they watch. You know, you have guys at these promotions, they have ties to other promotions, other larger promotions. They say, oh, man, go fight for Super Champ or go fight for or Max or go fight for, you know, Channel 7. And those lead up to like Lumpany and Raja, which are the top two gyms in the gym. I mean, in the, the country, mm. you're fighting for Lumpany, you're fighting for Raja, you're like Borkow and, uh, and Sanchai. You know, that's the level they're at. And to join the gym, is it like a specific thing you have to do do you have to like fight the gym master like in, basically, yeah basically oh, we no. want to know if this yeah. works like a movie oh no 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 do you no, get no, there no. as the foreigner no. you drop the your bag is, down and say the, i want to join what happens is because muay thai brings in a lot of revenue all right you have to take in consideration that everyone knows that in order to get good at the sport i gotta go there so you have a bulk of the world at least uh mma practitioners kickboxers they travel solely to do that and they know it, so they pump money into these gyms. And it's easy to fall into tourist traps. We go on tourist traps, gyms. We're just like, oh, kick punch, kick punch, you know, because yeah. pay us. Yeah, I, I, I would fall for that. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but master, kick yeah. punch. <laughs> the instructors there, they know who's coming to fight and who's coming to dilly-dally, you know. So it's it's not it's not like, oh, well, I have to prove myself. No. You show up, you're proving yourself because it's not easy. It is not easy. It's not easy, but it gets marginally harder as you go on. I bet because it's aches and pains. It's like you, know, you go there fresh and every day you're kicking something. And it's just like. It's not only that. It's just. I could barely get out of bed and not be in yeah, pain. Like, you know, I lived at the gym. Literally. Literally at the gym. I was at the gym and I, I made sure. I was like, hey, look, if you guys are rooms at the gym i want to be at the gym i have no excuses so i wake up seven o'clock class starts at eight i have to go on a run i think i was running like uh 10 11 k in the morning all right before practice <laughs> and then two hours of training in the morning all right you got four rounds of bike work four rounds of mitt work uh, four rounds of sparring, and then you got clinching. Clinching is anywhere from fifteen to thirty minutes straight, no breaks. So the the first day you got there, you jumped into this. No, routine. the first day I got there, I lost my luggage. So <laughs> goddamn. Yeah. So I had a day to pretty much like get rid of the jet lag. But as soon as I got my stuff, the next day I was training. So the most difficult part of the training regimen. I want to know the moment where where you went. Oh, sure, I was about this Thailand thing. Like, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a lot. For me, just my mindset on it was, like, I already spent so much money on this trip. Facts. You know, like, <laughs> it's like when we go to Carnival. Yeah, <laughs> it's no turning back. Yeah. Like, we, exactly. We, yeah, we have to Do fit. what you have to do. Exactly. Like, the most difficult part for me is always injuries. Because as a fighter, like, my whole outlook is, oh, I can fight through this. When I should really just take a step back. I think my first fight, my first fight there, I sprained my wrist my left wrist and 
I was like, you know what? It's not that bad. And I was training on it, training on it, training on it. And it just got to the point where I couldn't punch with my left, like, at all. And I'm just like, I went to see if it was broken. They said, no, it's just sprained. You need the rest. I'm just like, yeah, but <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> you know, I'm fighting on Sundays. So he's like, right, Oni. <laughs> so here's a script for some pain meds. Take it two hours before you fight. You won't feel a thing. I'm like, all right, awesome. Great. And, and that was literally the most difficult part. And how did it feel after? Did that, oh. work? Did that work? Oh, yeah, it worked. It worked. But the, what the are med- these meds? Asking for a friend? Believe it or not. Tylenol. Um, <laughs> prescription medication is very easy to come by in Thailand. I mean, oh, I, right. I bet. It's, it, like, it, it, it's it, like it Colombia. Like, that seems very on brand. Yeah. Like, Colombia is the I same mean, way. You're looking at, you could go to any pharmacy, you could probably like, oh, well, I want some Acoxia, or I want some well, um, Percocet, or I want some Vicodin, or okay. I want. It's okay. Hey, the and they tell you how to take it. Multicultural. They, they know everyone's <laughs> Listen, fighting. Everyone's in pain. The entire country is yeah. constantly in pain. Know, so. so it's like when you go to the pharmacy, I'm assuming they just have doctors walking down the aisles type stuff. That nah, they have no? the guy who's the pharmacist as the cashier. Mm-hmm. You know, they have all the all like the strong stuff by him. Nice. You know, so you come in. If they don't have what you're asking for, they have its relative. <laughs> yeah, generic. That, that's, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it's a lot of cousins and relatives. There's yeah. a lot yeah, of cousins exactly. and relatives. So it's like, oh, well, same, same. That's the same, same. same, yeah. same that's what they say. They same, sound same. like they're Bahamian. <laughs> I mean, you also have to be careful in Thailand about yeah. them saying same, yeah. same yeah. with some other but, stuff. Uh, but, you know. Yeah, man. If I do the injuries, it's worse. Because I remember, because you have to take into consideration this. I was there for six months. Yeah. I was training twice a day, six days a week. All right, I was fighting. I Every fought. Two weeks. Yeah, I I had six fights. So you're looking at one fight a month, which isn't how it adds up because sometimes I was fighting every two weeks, and then I'd be injured and I'd rest, and then I'd fight every two weeks again. So it wasn't like it was like oh one fight a month. Yeah, that's not all. It wasn't fight. like a strict schedule. Exactly. It was like okay, a fight two weeks, a fight two weeks, a fight, and then it's like oh shoot, let me rest. Mm. You know. So let's take us to your first fight. I know you had you had a very successful stint there, but the first time you walked into the ring, first of all, did they ever get it right about you they not did. being I, from America? I had to change stadiums. I had to change stadiums in order for them to get it right, yeah. which was upsetting. I was pissed. I told them. I actually <laughs> every time I saw you posted on Instagram, it was like they got my name wrong. They got my country wrong. But like, I actually turned down a fight. Because they wouldn't get it right. I was like, yeah, I'm not fighting. They're like, what? You? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not fighting. I'm sorry. Get it and right. they, were, they were actually kind of pissed. It ain't same, same this time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, it's it's not, not. same, same. The Bahamas is completely it, different it's from completely America. Completely different. But, yeah, so take us, take us first to the fight, first fight. First fight ever or first fight on this no, trip? No, the, the first fight on this trip. This specific well, trip. the first fight on this trip. Let's see. I got there June. Was it June? June 4th? Yeah, I got it June 4th. All right, June eighteenth, I had a fight. Wow. Yeah, June eighteenth, I had a fight. <laughs> they were not wasting time. That was with legit. Me. Just throwing you directly into the fight. So, um, it was kind of scary because one, I hadn't fought since my last fight over here, and that was like two thousand eighteen August. Is that a that was Bomac? Yeah, Malia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, man, after, yeah, we, yeah exactly. We, yeah, we, like, we were people don't understand, fight. like, I think it was, I think it was 2017. That was, map. yeah, that was, that was a minute ago. Yeah, yeah. it was it, a while. It was a while. All right. And people don't understand, like, time off during fighting, like, it's not like time off during basketball, you know, 
you could heal, you come back, you with your team, they bring you up, you bring you up, whatever. Fighting is different because now these dudes are getting better considerably while you're on the sidelines, you know. But eight, what was it, like 12 days? I don't know what, 14 days? Mm -hmm. 14 days I had my first fight. So I get there. They don't know who I'm fighting. At first they were telling me I was fighting this 180-pound dude from Australia. And I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, no sweat off my back. I'll just go in there and, you know, do what I do. And they finally told me who I was fighting. This guy from France, Jonathan. And I'm like, yeah, no worries. No worries. Fine. It's whatever. I get there. And, like, for me, I don't get nervous until just before the fight. Right. I get off six months to prep. I'm fine for that six months. As soon as I get to the venue and they start wrapping my arms, then it's just like, yo, I'm about to do this. There's no backing out now. Yeah, this is real. Exactly. This like- is real. You know? And I get there. I get in the ring. I see the guy. I'm like, yo, this dude's actually kind of... Everyone's always bigger than me uh-huh. in my head. Everyone's huge. You know? And I just went to work. It was just like business as usual. And uh, I got the one, two. I think it was a third round. Third round stoppage. Felt great. <laughs> so that that feeling that you get before every fight, was that amplified just being in the situation? Like, compare that feeling to what it was like your last fight here. Like, I, nah, I assume it, was, it had to be more in nah, Thailand. No. 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 The fight against Pedro was way more intense yeah. than than in Thailand. Mainly because we don't have a gym over there like that. So, mm-hmm. like, I was just training myself. You know, I'd have stints of training with my coach. But other than that, I was just training myself. It was me and Tyson. That was it. You know, in Thailand, it's kind of like, well, I got like one, two, three, four, five. Anywhere from like five to six trainers to work with, you know, and that's personal time every day. Versus over here as well, I'm going to run. I'll just go hit this bag on my own. It's like, do they have like Skype calls in there or something where it's like, hey, could you look at me, kick this bag and tell me what I'm doing? But the only the only real fights I ever felt pressure on over there was um, the fight I had when Hurricane Dorian was going on, and I uh, um, I didn't even know how big a deal that fight was until afterwards. And then the Patrick fight, the guy he's a Bangkok fighter. Didn't even know until I got. He's like, oh yeah, he's hundreds of them fights, fights up in Bangkok. I was like, thanks. <laughs> Uh, tell what? me this now <laughs> all the experience when the did they say that was that like right before the fight right like, before like as they're rapping you uh, don't worry because about it this guy is 201 that was that was weird that was a weird fight because my trainer didn't even corner me yeah because apparently my opponent he he raised this kid you know uh, he used to train him like he was pretty much farming to him so he so was hands off the whole he situation the whole situation he was up in the stands you know, and I didn't know until I got back and he came. He's like, I'm sorry, you know, but I I was like, oh. Could you tell me oh. that before so I got to pick someone to put you in the know. corner? Like, no, I had a corner, mind you. Like, no, hold on. I mean, did you have a coach in the corner? Yeah, I had a oh, coach. Okay. But it was just weird because like, hold on, this dude's not rocking my house. He rocks my ass for every fight. every fight. You know, it's just like, where's Dowden? You know, it's like, oh, sorry, I raised him from, you know, just like family, like my son. I couldn't. I was like, oh, I understand. Yeah. So take us through the moments of your most difficult fight. Out of how many fights did you have in Thailand? First had, of all, I had six. And on this, then I had six. What fights. was your record on, on six and zero? Oh. Six and zero. Oh. Six and zero. Oh, five so, stoppages. One decision win. 
Okay, but the most difficult one out of all of those one where it seemed like the fight may have been in doubt. Take us to that there one. There were two. Two, two all of right. them. Let's hear them. Um, the third fight I had, I don't even know this guy's name, but really fast kicks. That's all he had, kicks. And sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. I mean, you line, you line the right <laughs> one. That could be it. Not just that. It's, um, so... Uh, common practice is the, to kick the arm, all right? If the person can't get their guard up or move out the way, you just kick the arm. And what that does, it kills the arm. So he pretty much got the timing for my jab down. So every time I throw a jab, he'd throw a kick to my right every time. And there was nothing I could do about it. And I was trying to change it up, change it up. And I'm like, yo, like, I just might lose this fight, you know, because kicks score heavier than boxing. Mm-hmm. A punch, you could get all the punches you want unless you knock them out and throw more kicks than you they win um, so it was like the third round and they're telling me to mix it up I started mixing up I started throwing kicks on my own I don't like kicking I don't like kicking kicking is expensive and they're just better at it than me so I like the box to set up my kicks and I was getting hella frustrated and it just turned into like this kick punch kick punch slug and he is beating the hell out of my arm man like i'm just like yeah this isn't nice and but he got into a rhythm you know and i found out the rhythm i threw my i was teeping his leg teeping his leg and i threw the job teep and i threw the job again and i knew the kick was coming and his foot just literally fell into my hand head kick ko third round win was that the most memorable of, nope. of all the wins? Nah, was the most the memorable, most memorable was the last fight. Yeah. The very last fight I had because, one, like I said, the, at that point, my body was trash. I had raked up a whole bunch of injuries. Both my wrists, my shoulders started freaking out. My shins were done. I had rolled my ankles I don't know how many times. And I was on the sideline for like a month. I mean, no training. No running, no squats, no push-ups, nothing. So I was just sitting in my room, watching them train, eating, getting sloppy. Not true, but yeah. yeah. Um, and like the second the last week before I had to head out, I'm like, eh, let me go see how I feel. Uh, and I put in a bomb session. My trainer looks at me. You fight. You fight next week. You win for sure. I say, I don't play. I No. <laughs> you know. Uh, this time the owner had come back. So I'm like, I wanted to fight while he was there. Just to, you know, show him what I'm capable of. Uh, and I'm just like, I don't really know, man. I've been off for a month just sitting and you're looking at this one training session. It's like, no, I sh- you show up, show up, win, win, win for sure. I you trust their judgment. I was like, you know what, fine, whatever, I'll fight. <laughs> they put uh, a lot of money down on that fight. <laughs> uh, so, but the thing is, no, because no one was betting on me. No? I was winning too much. Uh-huh. So it didn't make sense, which was weird. You so know? They bet against <laughs> <laughs> exactly, hoping I'd lose, but um, getting ready for that fight was garbage because that one training was that one training session was the best training session I had the entire time. Because somehow I rolled my ankle again, so when I woke up the next day, my foot was swollen. I couldn't train. I couldn't kick from that side, and then the the next day, my shin was busted, so I couldn't kick off my next leg. So my trainer's looking at me like. You still win. You know, you the know, hell kick. are we gonna do? Yeah. You know, you know, kick. I say no, no worries, no worries. I don't kick now, so that I can kick in the fight. He's like, oh, I see, smart. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Because that's what I had done my previous fight. The yeah. same thing. I couldn't kick. So I'm just like, look, we just touch muscle memory, uh, reaction, whatnot. And when I get in the ring, I blast power everything. And I didn't even need my kicks for the last fight. I get in there. They put me in. This dude was, he wasn't as tall as me, but he definitely had about 15 to 20 pounds on me. All right. That may not seem like a lot. No, it is. It's the reason people fight in weight classes. Exactly. I, I get it 100%. <laughs> um. So, and I knew what kind of fight it was. Clinch, nice elbows, nasty elbows, are really heavy kicks. So I'm sitting there and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I get there and I get in and the first round was just touch because that's how we fight. That's how it's, you know, it's just rounds three to five. They build up to the yeah. moment. It's Rounds, like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> One and two are like, yeah, whatever, touch, how you doing? Yeah, you know, I'm kind of sore. You know, take it easy, feeling. Exactly. Yeah. It's a warm-up session. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, much. literally. So the first round was like, yeah, whatever. And then the second round, like, geez, I don't know how I how I set it up, but it was pretty much I threw the teep. I was faking the teeps, faking the teeps, and I threw a heavy teep, and he caught my leg. And I'm just like, well... This is the end. This is, you know, and I always do it. This is how I'm going to go out. Huh? He got my leg, and I was pulling back, and he was coming in. I just caught him with a hook, cross, sat him down, and I'm just like, yep, one week of training. I'm going home tomorrow. <laughs> so at that at that moment, the, what was this feeling like? Six and oh, the trip obviously had to had to feel like a success, despite all the injuries and going through all of that. What, what, what was your synopsis of the entire time you spent there? Well... How should I put it? It was definitely a successful trip for me. Looking at the previous trip compared to this one, it was leaps and bounds more successful. I was two and two on my previous trip. You know, um, on this trip, every fight I had, I could see the progress I was making. I was leaps every fight. I was leaps and bounds better than I was previously. So I was able to see the growth, feel the growth, on. You know, just the recognition I was getting from the island. Because I went from this nobody to, yeah, I'm that guy to beat. You know, and I it felt good being at a... Because that gym I was at, they were only open from February. All right. And so they had rocked them up. Clout. Yeah, you helped yeah, put them it, on the map, basically. You know, and I and that felt good because they respected that. And I was like, yo, like, this is an awesome feeling. I think I had... I ended with... Three knockouts, two TKOs, and one decision win. So only one fight went the distance. I hadn't, and that's if I was to count from the Pedro fight, that's seven consecutive wins for me. So I was just like, "Yo, this is, this is nice. This is nice." You're feeling like you're actually making some legit yeah. headway in the sport at yeah. this point. So here, here's my question, and we asked because uh, we had DC on the podcast when he came back from Thailand too. So I would ask the same thing. And you kind of alluded to it when you talked about how you how you train here, and it's not obviously on the same level. But how do you keep this momentum going now at this point? You've had the training sessions, that strict regimen with a team of trainers, but now you pretty much gotta get that going on yeah. your own. How how does that match up? It's a bit difficult being home because, um, like I said, when you're over there, it's it's easy. When I say easy, not easy training, but it's easy because now. You're super focused. You're only there for one purpose. You know, I don't have to worry about job. I don't have to worry about it. It's just train, eat, sleep, repeat. 
you know, the trip was sponsored, so it's not like I had to worry about anything. Coming by, who sponsored the trip? My coach. Okay. Who's anonymous? Gotcha. <laughs> uh huh. But uh, so coming back, it's like, oh well, I gotta get a job, and not just a job. I have to get multiple jobs because you can't be in the Bahamas on one income unless you're making like. You know, all a decent, the money. Exactly. <laughs> Unless yeah. it's a pretty good you income. Yeah. Unless it's a pretty good income. So where I am, I gotta do my my nine to five. And then I gotta do my personal training on the side. You know. Um that doesn't leave much room or energy, I should say. Cause Jesus, it, it doesn't leave much energy for okay, let me go to the gym and train. You know. But you have to fight through it. You have to find that discipline. You got to find that discipline to just keep that 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 ball rolling. Another thing that comes to with it too that helps is visibility, man. Like the more relevant you stay, the more people are willing to reach out and help. You know, it's not until you make it that people are like, oh, let me throw some money away. <laughs> oh yeah, we, let me go we, take that picture with. Yeah, yeah. we we were just talking about that before you got here. Like the, an important part for any athlete in the Bahamas is that photo op because the people that sign the checks, yeah, aren't really in tune with what's actually no. going on Especially or don't care with what's going on. Especially in the Bahamas, and, and it's more difficult for you because you come from what people here would consider a niche sport. So this isn't something that's in front of their face. This isn't something it's that not on they, ESPN. Yeah. It's not like they're getting this. They didn't grow um, up. They didn't grow up with this. So no, most they, people are completely ignorant. And to you got to remember, we usually deal with America media. We don't even deal with European yep. media or uh, everything is. If it isn't in American media, no one cares. Yep. It's like example. We'll post a story about someone. Yeah. Nothing. Next thing you know, it gets put on. NBC when, Sports. When they see it there. When they see it there, oh, let's thing. go share it. And yeah. it's just like, Facts. that's just where that's, that's just what we live. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's kind of, it, like I say, you could get a bit dejected, you know, because yeah. as a, how should I put it? I, I want to say hobbyist, because that's all it is, like basketball, sports. Those start off as hobbies, turn careers, turn passions, turn careers, you know. And, like, it shouldn't be that way over here. Especially because we're, you know, the richest country in the Caribbean, and we're yeah. so far behind. We're like far. We're so. We don't even up. We don't. It, we do track. We yeah. don't do track and field. We do track. Yeah. But it's just like the whole thing of people going to Cuba for boxing. Yeah. Like no one's getting it done here, even with track and field. Granted, you can run fast. You can run fast, but they hone their skills. You run away. fast to leave. They hone their yeah. skills. <laughs> yeah. They hone their skills in Jamaica. You know, it's just like. It, and it's sad. We don't it's have, sad. yeah, we don't have anything here where it's like we're developing something here. We have junk and we rush out when you get back. Though. See, but the thing oh, is, yeah. like, yeah, like, how should I put it? I was telling someone of this, like, because they actually had, and I don't mind bashing the government. I always, I always tell them, you know, oh, like, sure, y'all ahead. garbage. Because apparently I was nominated for an athlete of the year. Yay! Great. That's but excellent. My name was in the hot with like Buddy Healed and. Stephen Gardner and uh, the lady that plays the John, what's John Quill Jones. John Quill Jones. Yeah, and the coach, the Bayman coach. Yolette. Yolette. Boom. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, okay, this is cool. I'm glad you guys know I'm here. But at the same time, like, these dudes deserve all the recognition. They don't necessarily need it, if that makes sense. Well, it you becomes know? a pageant show a lot of times. Exactly. Like, like you said, like you cannot discredit what they've done. Absolutely but not. It, yeah. be- it becomes a pageant show where 
they got to sell tickets. Yeah. And then they'll throw the one bone in where it'd be like, and we'll throw you, you know, in. And I think <laughs> and that's one of our like, biggest problems over there, too. It's kind of like, look, we get it. All right. But at the same time, we have a lot of potential over here that need that that limelight, man. Like these, these dudes, there's nothing that we can do for them anymore. They've already made it. Yeah. That needs the funding. Exactly. Like, forget the limelight. You, know? you need the and funding and the concentration to like, go into it. We were talking earlier today and it's just like, you just can't blame government. You got to blame corporate Bahamas as well. Oh, because yeah. Because corporate Bahamas is only going to jump in when you're successful. Oh, it's yeah. Like, and the, the things that there can be done with corporate Bahamas, where it's like, for example, let's just say uh, unnamed company comes to you and they just say, hey, we'll give you $1,000 a month, but you need to be in X amount of ads and we'll give, make you visible. You know, something yeah. like that where... Oh it, yeah, it, that's, it, it helps tremendously. That's literally what sponsorship is. Yeah, no, you but, but you just become a post. That's the visibility. You become yeah. a poster boy, and you just what would it be like the Shawnee thing with BTC type thing? Yeah, you wait till you how wait. Many, yeah. How many of our athletes have that though? Like I, I, I go to other Yo. countries. I will never forget this. I went to, to Jamaica, Jamaica for the first time, and, and this was this was two thousand airport. 2009, this was 11 years ago. The minute you left the airport, all you saw yep. was Jamaican athletes sponsoring their local brands. Their local brands. Their yeah. own billboards with the juice, with the grace, uh, spices, and all that. The we problem don't have is, that. The problem is with Bahamans, we have a, well, this works culture, a mindset. Oh, it's been working. We'll just keep it. It's like, yo, I get it. Like, it works. But you realize that there are better ways to do what you're doing? What it is is we're spoiled. We have people like yourself, people like everyone else that you mentioned on that that list, and they succeed despite where they come yeah. from, not because of exactly. It. And so, because people have been succeeding despite it. See, when you yes. walk into an when you yes. walk into an office now and you go for sponsorship, you're gonna face a hurdle because people say, "Well, you already been to Thailand twice. You don't need me." But see the success despite of it. It's kind of like. Well, I, I climbed up the mud and I made it. <laughs> Pulled you up by your bootstraps. You know, I was just like, yeah, we get it. But you realize that's not how it should have been, right? Yeah. Like that should not have, it should not have been that way for anyone. So let, let me ask you something. Since you came back from this second stint, have you have you reached out to anyone yet in terms of sponsorship or is any anything like that been coming your way or have you been facing these kind of hurdles oh i always feel I, I face hurdles um all the time and i reach out all the time so it's kind of like yeah i so this is my my pitch and then and it made sense because everything is social media driven right now and i was like yo look i could pitch my entire trip to any one of these phone companies you know you have btc flow and you have a live um um not it's like a twitch type Twitch thing tv thing yeah. yeah and i'm just like okay well you guys need content all the time i'm going to thailand all right i can literally advertise your service oh this is what you were saying before you yeah, left before yeah. i left you know i was just like i could literally record my entire trip and nobody bit on this all right I can tell you, I can say, oh, well, you and know, you're this is the service. This is the service <laughs> that I'm getting from XYZ company, whatnot. And I just tag y'all all over it. No one bit. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. I'll just go look for sponsors elsewhere. We could have given you a t-shirt and a hat. Uh, but like, in all honesty, but the thing is, like, that's, but that's appreciated. You know, like, Tanthea Senior's on everything. I don't care. Like, I'll 
You know what I mean? Like, these dudes really looking out. Because at the end of the day, people look at a sponsorship like, oh, well, we got to give you money. I was like, no, I don't really need funds. You have a service. Yeah, you're right. providing a service to them Just as well. provide yeah. something in kind. I'm going to be in Thailand for six months. Provide. Give me an iPhone 11 or whatever it All is. All right, let me show off this phone. Just to have yourself attached to it. Yeah. Exactly. Or, and you could prove you know, to people. But people don't want to do that. No. They, they, they're just stuck in, oh, well, this is working for us, but so we'll I'm just do it that way. you were shocked. I should, you know what? I because shouldn't be. We've gone many times to approach people with what we can do. And many times, no, we but have I was been, just shocked. We have been shot down the same, just like when we went to the final four. Going to the final four, we could. I was just shocked because that's like such a unique. A bomb idea. Yeah. 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 No. Like that's, that's Thailand. Ain't no behemoths just picking up and going. No, over but it there makes like because that, you, you know could honestly, mean? and not to say that any company could have come to you, like you said, in kind of saying, hey, okay, we could offer this. This is all we could offer. More likely, it's going to be more than. What anyone else is yep. going it, to It's like you're not really going to the highest bidder at that time. You're going to the first person who's going to offer you exactly. something. And then you just... You, like People think it's always a, oh, I'm going to drive the price up to... Oh, no. no. First person to come in with what I'm approached with. Hey, if sold. they take it, yeah, done. Sold. <laughs> but how do, you think, how do you think this can change specifically for your sport? Because, I mean, obviously, any, any one of us would be concerned with our people first before we branch out. How does it change for your sport? I don't know. That's... That's that's a good question. I just thought Cause, I'd try. Because in all honesty, if I had, and this is and this is just how successful that trip was, if I was able to stay there for at least another two months, I would have been on televised. I'd have been televised. All my fights would have been televised after that point. Because I already had promotions reaching out to me saying, hey, come fight. Super champ, hey, come fight. You know, Max, hey, come fight. It's just that at that time, one, I was injured. <laughs> two, I had exhausted all my funds. You know, and it was just like, yo, like it time for me to go home. Like, Despite how cheap it is, exactly. it's still expensive. Yeah, because yeah, like, and that's what people don't realize. I'm like, yeah, it's cheap, but it still costs money. Yeah. And one them once them funds run out, it's kinda like, yeah, I gotta How does it work? Up. Like when you won a fight, did you get paid? Or is it you, like does it you go get, to the gym and then No, you get paid, period. They you could either set it up so well, how my trip was, my gym sponsored me. Like mm-hmm. full out sponsored. They didn't take any of my money. They were just like, Look, we're a new gym. Go win and we're good. Yeah, pretty much. Eh? Like real talk. He's That's in a sponsorship he's in, in kind. You know? in, no, but he's in a foreign country and he but, gets more support from them than he gets yo, in his own country. And That's typical though. That's typical. I, like I said, Jesus. Jesus is a prime example. That's typical of so many Miami athlete stories. You know, it's just like, well, I'm going to go. And it was so weird. All right. It was so weird going over there. And I'll never get used to it. As soon as I have a fight. As as messed up as having the wrong country, the wrong name. My face was everywhere. All right. Joe, Joe Fani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From no, no, no. Bahamas. But yes, me. That's me. You know, you have tourists walking up to you. Hey, I saw your fight the other day. Good job. You have locals walking up. You've never seen these people before. They're like, hey, you're the fighter. Good job. And it's like, all right, cool. I come home as mom. Mom's the word. Nothing. Because other than, I, and I know, I know Ken has been... Uh, Dr. Campazar has been doing his best to, to push the sport to the oh, forefront, yeah. and he's had the Bomax series. But other than that, people haven't had a chance to see the best in the country at this do what they do. There's the no other is, time like, you can see people do it. And I'm, I'm happy you brought him up because Kent has done, it may not seem like a lot, but... No, it, it is, though. It's huge. All right, those, those events cost so much to put on. 
all right just just looking at it from an insurance standpoint you're looking at at least like a million dollars in insurance for those fighters all right and that's not talking about paying to bring the fighters over housing them you know and then paying them to compete it's a lot that goes into that so but at the same time it's it's not like the states where you have the hotels the different brands they see value in it and just the ease of getting exactly just like getting a car and drive exactly like that's the thing and not necessarily that it's just that let's say um you have a brand you want your brand seen okay well i'll just put my brand on this guy's shorts while he's punching the face into this guy for a whole 30 minutes like oh what's that you want oh this is my brand this is not shout out you know we don't see that over here as much as we respect word of mouth over here like we don't we don't see the value in that kind of marketing which is sad because the rest of the world's doing it why don't you jump on board with we follow so much of what the west is doing what what, yeah. what the u.s is doing but no we not don't that. we don't follow seeing sports as big business no. though that's true and, we don't and follow that the at thing all. is and we'll always say it there's nothing like live sports like seeing something live because it's it catches the attention of everyone, yep. regardless of what. The, when we do high school games, if people who weren't interested would be like, "Oh, let me hop on and see this." Yeah. If oh. they don't like it, they'll shut it off. Exactly. But usually, they're more intrigued because it's just like, "Well, this is happening now." Now, the, right now. The first Bowmark when we posted those fights, those got hella views. Candleizics. And, and yeah, yeah. And hell, hella shares, and people, people who didn't even know you had MMA here, every people were tuning in, and and the interest started started to increase just from that alone just because it was in front of you just because yeah. you had the live look at it there but i mean that's all a part of marketing that's all a part of growth my question for you is and it goes back to maintaining that momentum and we talked about the difficulty of training but now how do you how do you get more fights how do you get more reps well like, is it is it going to america i mean obviously because you just mentioned how difficult it is to for the BOMAC events to be here. So do you have to kind of relocate and base yourself in in the U.S. now? Well, the plan is to head off to to Texas. I have a decent team waiting for me down there. Uh, Justin Patterson, shout out to you, my boy. Uh, I used to fight for Bellator. Bomb fighter. Like most, uh, how should I put it? Because I went there before I trained with him. You know, dude punched my face to the back of my head. Always good. Always good. Always good. Learning experience. (laughs) Yes. But uh, he has a pretty decent team down there around him. Great group of fighters. And they have pretty decent connections with some of these big promotions. Promotions like Bellator, the kickboxing aspect, uh, Glory, which is the number one promotion for kickboxing in the world right now. And even Lion Fight. So if I can get down there, even if I go for like three months, you know, I get one fight in. If I get one decent fight in, I'll probably hear my name. Hey, come back. You know, come back. We want you to fight again. Um, And on top of that, there's a lot more money fighting stateside than Thailand. You know, there's more exposure in Thailand, believe it or not, because you're dealing with most of the population in the world is in the East. You know, that's why 1FC blew up so fast, because 1FC is, what, Malaysia, close to China. China has a billion people. Yeah, like, they have their own market. It's <laughs> you like, know? Yeah, just, it's, I, as they, long as you say the right it's thing. It's just exactly. like the, the, the Clay Thompson answer brand. Yeah. China ain't on the side of the world because they could they have a billion people to buy their exactly. product. Exactly. And on top of that, people just think about China. They're not thinking about 
India. The they're not. The they're East. not thinking yeah. about the rest of the East. And India got more people than China. All right. And on top of that, <laughs> look at like Russia spawns from pretty much the west of the East. Yeah. yeah. All right. And Russia, Russia plays Europe. a big yeah. part in a lot of these fight promotions. You have M1 Global MMA. You got One uh, FC. You got Bellator. You got UFC, and a lot of UFC fighters come from the East too. Yeah. All right. Most so, of the traditional arts come from the East. So this is going to go back to everything we've been saying about funding and, and all of that stuff. Because for you to make this next step, you're going to have to get the help. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, definitely... There's, there's no running away from that. That trip. You're going to have to have... The sponsorship letters are going to be flying out. It's the beginning of everyone's fiscal year. Yep. So you're, everyone's yep. setting their budget. So you got to be knocking on a whole lot of doors. you got to be asking for a whole lot of meetings, making a lot of phone calls, probably getting ignored and stuff. But oh, yeah. you got to be on the grind. There's a lot. I've, I'm so used to hearing no. It's just like, yeah, okay. No, okay, cool. Fancy knows, mind you. You probably get a lot of, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is great. This is great. And that's the fancy no. That's fancy no. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. then, but then when it comes down to actually signing that check. Yeah. The, the minute any one of these guys say, here, you know, I'll be like, thank you. I'll rep you for life. Like real talk. You know, I remember the first sponsorship I got, anonymous sponsor. I was working at um, Baker's. I was at Baker's Bay. Nice job, mind you. It doesn't exist anymore, but um, nice job. And I was there, and I was teaching kickboxing, teaching MMA. And a student of mine went pro, and I'm just shaking my head. I'm like... I know what you wanted to say, but you couldn't say it. I'm like, yo, I'm wasting my time here. Yeah. You know, because I taught this dude. I'm trying to go pro. This guy went pro. I'm like, what is it? I'm like, you know, whatever. So it's only opportunity and exposure. Exactly. That's all it is. So at that point, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to Thailand. I'm gonna save up. I'm making decent amount of money. I'm gonna save up money. I'm gonna go to Thailand. And uh, an honor sponsor is like, okay, go. I'm like, what do you mean? I can't just. He's like, I'll sponsor the trip. Came back, wrote me a check for ten thousand dollars. Like, wow. here. I'm just like, uh, what? He's like, go. You can't do it here. So go there and do it. You need you need that again. Yeah. yeah. You need that again. Also, you know, we need that as well. <laughs> yeah, yes. But the thing is, watch this. A lot of people say, oh, my, $10,000 is a lot of money. I'm like, $10,000 is a lot of money from one person. Yeah. All right, from one person, that's a lot of money. Sure, but I'm not asking for $10,000 from one person. I'm saying, hey, uh, BTC, I'm going to need a phone to record when I go over. Just sponsor me a phone. Or a live, same thing. Or a service. I'm saying, hey... I'm going to need supplements, you know. If you, you run a supplement store, you don't have to actually come up off money. No, like. You can give me that product off the shelf. Give me that, you know. You don't even have to give me the new batch because I'm, I'm savvy. <laughs> this is about to expire in about two months. Hey, yeah, I can get two I'll months worth of that. I'll use we know, that. We know they have a clearance yeah, rack. I show up on it give all me the that, time. But, you know, I show up on it all the time. Boom. You know that my membership is going to be a certain amount of pay my membership at the gym. Like, that's it. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking you to put money in my hat, you know? So, and that's that's uh, one of the things, like, that's most people can't. Yeah. That, that everyone thinks that I have to oh, physically I, give I have them to physically. money. It's like, no, I'm not. No, literally. Like, like, we're like, going to outfit it. your, your Bing. thing, whatever. I don't know what you wear. In, in yes. Your, but Give me gear. Put your yeah. name on the gear. 
You know, I'm going to be on social media all the time recording. Put your name on some shirts. Give them to me. I'll wear those. Uh, John. Yeah, we got some. Let's work. Let's like work. real talk? Let's work on that. Like all we need is a patch like right there. What's I've been trying to get patches made, but I have to find the place. Right side? Patch, give me a you, shirt. You, See you, the shirt? You kick with the right foot the most. Yeah, no, we got yeah. shirts, but I'm saying like, we've been looking at Could you get a logo on the tape? You can. You could get. Let me show you how serious sponsorship is. In certain what if countries, we get taped just with ten YS all over. So when he dude, raps, every time you kick someone in the face, guys you wear see logos logo. on their box. They'll have the company like, like a. It's, a fake I wouldn't say. Type yeah, pretty much. But it's like a like that tape, and you put it on the box, and they're the like, oh, you're you on my box while I'm is. fighting. John, huh? we're in. We're in. We no, we gotta, we're, we're, we're in the fight things. game. So when is the the proposed trip for Texas planned? Uh... Let's see. I'm looking at 2021. All right, 2021. I'm looking to go Texas. I mean, like 2021, like 11:59. <laughs> you know, before New Year's, I want to be in Texas. And know. if people want to help the cause, just let us know how how they can reach you or I mean, where they can follow you. At this point, stuff. at this point in time, I, I believe a lot of people. I won't say that I have a small following over. I think a, a lot of people know. Me, they know my my IG Mofile MMA two four two. They know to follow me on uh, Facebook under the same name Mofire. Like that is my brand right now, <laughs> you know. So if they wanna email me, uh, GVE Johnson at gmail dot com. Um, if they wanna reach me, my phone number. I'm giving you guys my phone number, direct lines. Be careful. All right. There are a lot of crazy people that listen <laughs> hey, to our podcast. It's, it's okay. I'm crazy too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, you, and, and you can fight. And you can fight, so that's good. You know, what's up, me? 565-6591. Yeah, man, just get out of me. If you feel, if you really want to support, just hit me up. You know, hit me up. All right. So that's the story, uh, Gio Johnson, Mo Fire. We are going to do our part. We got we to gotta be invested in this fight, too, because a lot of the same things we talked about is what we talk about for all athletes. And for somebody, like I say, coming from a sport that's lesser known in the Bahamas, I know it's much more of a struggle for you than it would be for someone else. So we got to do a better job of that as well, too, because we're not traditional media. We decided to step out and do our own yeah. thing. So we absolutely support what you're trying to do too so it's appreciated i'm, I'm putting it on out there publicly now we are going to be more present with this stuff we're going to be in this fight with you solid all right so that's 10 wires conversations mofire johnson check him out on all the social media handles you could go back and listen to it just press rewind right there you dig y'all stay woke that was so much